This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And time for our science segment now. And let's talk about BC's southern resident killer whales. This is an iconic species for our province. Everybody loves these whales. Nobody wants to see them disappear. That's why they are among the most studied group of whales in the world. Now, you've probably heard about some of the challenges and concerns for this particular group of whales. We've seen some whales die, sadly. We've seen some uh, baby whales not make it. Here's uh, the latest one that's puzzling researchers right now, and that is, where the heck are these whales? They're supposed to be in our waters right now. They're not there. Uh, A lot of speculation. They're probably off the coast of California. Let's talk about that now with my guest, Global News reporter Linda Aylesworth, who's done a great story on this. Hi, Linda. Hi, Mike. Thanks for coming on. A cool assignment for you on these whales. It's, uh, I think it's a really interesting topic for a lot of people. So uh, tell me what's going on with it. A lot of people might remember we've seen a lot of whales lately, like we saw those uh, uh, those whales up close recently in um, uh, off our False coast. Creek. Uh, False Right, False Creek. Thank you. False Creek. But those are not the resident whales. Those were transient whales, right? That's right. The ones that tend to come into Vancouver Harbor, that area, and on that rare occasion, False Creek, are transients. And we know that because they eat warm-blooded prey. And we've got lots of harbor seals around here. And that's what they're after. Okay. So tell me about the southern resident killer whales, which are a totally different thing. How many are left right now? So I believe it's 74 the last time that they were spotted. Um, the thing is, they don't only live here. They're here, you know, they usually come in June. They haven't right now. We'll get to that more in a second. Uh, and they stay throughout the summer, and then they go. And a lot of where they go is a mystery to us. But we can be pretty sure what they're doing is they're following the salmon. And we don't know exactly where the Chinook salmon are going either. So there's the mystery. So, um, yeah, they haven't returned. This is the second year that they've been late. Uh, and so, you know, there's obviously a lot of concern because the last time we saw them, they were quite thin. They're yes. just not getting enough to eat for various reasons. So people immediately are concerned. Where are they? Why are they late? But here's this, this glimmer of hope. Um, off the coast around central California, they're having the biggest return of Chinook salmon in at least two decades. So maybe that's where they are. Okay, because that's what they eat almost exclusively, right? Chinook salmon. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, because they're the biggest. Right, right. Okay, so the interesting thing about these whales is that's pretty much their exclusive diet. And we know how Chinook salmon have been struggling with returns here in British Columbia. But that's really interesting that they've got big returns in California. Wow. So is that where they are? Is that where they are probably? Well, that's the hope. But, you know, interestingly, just about 10 minutes ago, I got a response from Michael Milstein, who's with NOAA, uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in the U.S., and they closely monitor things like our southern... uh, it's also their southern resident killer whales. Right. Uh, and they said that they haven't seen many southern resident killer whales this year off of California. However, they have seen them. This is the first year in a very long time that they've been there. So we know that they've been there at least a little bit of the time. And, and we can only assume it's because they're following the Chinook. Okay, interesting. We're all waiting for them to, to come back to our waters here. And, and I, I suppose when they do show up, if they're looking nice and fat and healthy, that would be a good sign that maybe they were eating those Chinook down south. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell me about some of the research. Your story has some uh, interesting uh, stuff on some of the research that's going on, on on Chinook salmon, for example, which are so important to these whales. 
Yeah, well, there's sort of almost a joint study going on at UBC where um, in the uh, forestry department, their fisheries uh, conservationist, uh, Scott Hinch, is putting these little tags on these very large Chinook salmon. The tags are about the size of a AA battery. And every time they they pass by an underwater receiver, it tells them where the fish is. But it also is going to tell them what the water salinity is, um, how deep are these fish going, and, and that's significant because we're assuming there's not enough Chinook salmon for the killer whale, the southern resident killer whales here. It's true. Our Chinook salmon are, for the most part, very endangered and struggling. But one of the theories is maybe the Chinook have gotten smart. And whenever they hear a southern resident, they dive down too deep for the killer whales to effectively hunt them. So these little transmitters will tell them, are they diving down deep? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so maybe the fish are outsmarting the whales a little bit, and we're going to find out how deep they're diving and, and whether that's affecting the whales' ability to catch them. I find that fascinating. There's, yeah. there's also some research going on in the whales themselves. Do they ever put tags, uh, tags on the whales themselves so we know where they're going? Yes. In fact, uh, in late August, uh, Dr. Andrew Trites at UBC is going to use these devices that have suction cups on them. Uh, they put them on the back of the whale and they record video and sound and, and also tell them how deep the whales are going, what the light is, so they know if, what time of day they're active or not. Uh, and also, they'll record sound uh, as a noise, vessel noise, because I think a lot of us have heard that maybe one of the reasons that the southern residents aren't having much luck getting enough to eat is because vessel traffic is drowning out their ability not only to communicate with one another, but to locate the fish. Okay, so these devices will be able to tell if there's ambient sort of noise in the water around them and maybe, and can they tell, can these sensors tell if the fish are actually eating too? Ah, uh, yes, you saw that story last night, didn't you? Oh, because yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never miss it. Global news, you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> because I thought this was really interesting. The way they can tell is certainly with the video camera, they can see if there's good daylight, uh, if they're in pursuit. But Andrew Trite said, we'll know if they've caught it because we'll hear the crunch. Okay. <laughs> okay. If they hear the crunching salmon, then they know they've, uh, they've caught some Chinook. Now, that, that's really interesting. And maybe with the combination of the two studies going on, they can get some pretty precise data of where the whales are and what they're eating and the impact. So that's interesting. Um, the, the southern residents, they're normally around in our waters now, right? Yep. So when, when do they expect them to show up? I guess it's impossible to predict. It is. I mean, if in fact they're eating Chinook off the coast of, uh, of California, they could presumably be there until those runs are all out of the ocean. You know what? There is another theory I didn't, um, have a chance to add in the story yesterday. Yeah. And that is that, um, you know, you know, killer whales are a matriarchal society. So they follow the oldest female in the group and the group is made up of her children. Right, um, right. so, uh, two and a half years ago, J-Pod, there's three southern resident pods, J, K, and L. So the leader of J-Pod, J2, she died two and a half years ago. And that meant that um, now her daughters are leading the pod. And so maybe they just have a different idea of what to do. Maybe J2 just always came up here automatically. Maybe the daughters want to do it differently. Okay, interesting stuff, Linda. Good job in that story. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. That's Linda Aylesworth, Global News reporter with the latest on BC's southern resident killer whales.